welcome to Voices for Local, a podcast where we celebrate local homegrown brands and get into the minds of the brains behind them. Today, we are going to talk to one of my personal favorites, a brand that specializes in heirloom jewelry conservation and bespoke jewelry. Not just are her pieces unique, but so is her brand's name, Chikori Chai, and we are talking to Himani Mantri Grover, designer and founder of this brand. Okay, so thank you so much for coming on the show, Himani. It's a real pleasure. My pleasure. So one of the things I want to start off first with, and that's been so interesting, is about your family history, your family heritage. The fact that you've mentioned that, you know, your family, they were the chief advisors to Maratha kings. And that was a whole different exposure and a different kind of childhood that most would envy. I want to know from you, how was that and how has that impacted your designs, your thinking into your business? Okay, I think I did not realize that for the longest time, you know, when I was growing up or probably even through Chikorichai, when I started Chikorichai, it was there somewhere subconsciously, but it wasn't brought in as a conscious, you know, side of my story. The effort was more towards creating my own unique style, my own unique you know, kind of jewelry. Uh, in fact, I knew what I didn't want to do. And it took me some time to figure out what I wanted to do. And with all that experiment of, you know, figuring out a design language, it only kept taking me back to, you know, the past, I mean, my past uh, and stories that I always heard from my grandfather, things that I uh, knew about my family and the fact that, you know, we go back to about 500 years or at least 400 years uh, of known uh, history. And, you know, we, we know the last nine generations of my family, where they came from and how it happened and, uh, you know, how my ancestor, Mr. Nararam Mantri, was a chief advisor back then to King Shahu, who was the grandson of Shivaji Maharaj. And that is how, you know, the story of my family started. But I grew up in a Haveli, which was 150 years old. Wow. You know, I spent most of my childhood at the farm, living in that Haveli. And so I was almost always rooted in there. And I think it just shows now more and more as, you know, I get more nostalgic about that place and that time. Okay, so I want to know, Himani, from you, the origins of Chikori Chai. What does the name mean? And how was it starting this journey of your own brand? So when I... Came back from Milan uh, in 2009. I was being consultant to a couple of people back there in Europe and I had clients there. And I I used to be this, you know, make person where I would get things done for them from here. And, you know, sometimes more of a sourcing and, you know, design, come whatever, get things done here. And in that uh, moment, I wanted to do something on my own because the biggest regret was that by that time I still had not identified my own personal design language you know and that was kind of biting me and it was you know my uh, need to get that right first to get that aspect sorted and kept playing in your mind yeah, exactly you know uh, because I think as a designer as an artist you want that you know one chapa right you want to have that unique uh, identity and you want it only through your design but I had no clue, you know, which direction to take. Then I started writing and it was a blog. Mm. Okay. And that, and, okay. and I started recording all the things that gave me joy. 
everything you know it could be it could be about the kind of music i liked or the objects you know that uh, i possessed or the heirloom things you know that i had with me or about the people uh, you know from 30 years back or 40 years back that i had heard of or met or not met but somewhere i knew that they had impacted me in whatever little or big way and i started recording all of that my nannies to you know everybody uh, your your pets mm. and uh, mm. so it was just there it was not a published blog it didn't have any name and then i was just scribbling one day you know and i don't know how it happened but i had these left side and right side <laughs> columns and then chikori chan came together so that was one thing so then the blog i started calling blog chikori chan after that i started working again you know then it started getting little clear as to you know and i am fascinated with all things old i am an old soul i love antiques i love old stories i am a complete sucker for history museums are my home so you know when you get you start getting the, this clarity then you start kind of dabbling in those uh, areas then i started kind of connecting my work to the art movements Mm. there i realized it was about you know the romanticism it was about art and craft and um, you know it it was about keeping the hand skills the uniqueness of a human the craftsmanship which you know i think you know being an indian we don't really need much introduction to so it was you know all these things they were all kind of coming together and uh, then i read that the chicory flower the blue flower of chicory plant is hmm. very symbolic of romanticism oh okay and chai was uniquely indian <laughs> correct and it stayed on <laughs> so it's it's romance happening over a cup of tea you said it i didn't <laughs> see i know i love the way the name has such a beautiful meaning so i've been wondering iska matlab kya hoga yeah, but it's romance happening over a cup of tea probably yeah or you know romance or indian romance you can call or i mean whatever it has so many aspects to it but see chai is, is uniquely indian it is right okay yeah and you know in india most love stories happen over wo ek cup chai peene chale ek cup yeah and this thing was happening for about 4 years okay this so this whole hmm. uh, naming ceremony to <laughs> identifying ceremony <laughs> and all of that and only in 2012 was when uh, you know that whole kind of clarity dawned upon me i had my artisans you know sit in my uh, drawing room we started from there and i said you know let's do this and we just went wild creating things and then then i was very clear i didn't want to do certain things in my jewelry at all you know i didn't want bling i didn't, i wanted the complete old world charm i wanted to retain the you know looks of they being handcrafted which means that there were marks and dents and there were you know certain flaws that you will see in those processes but those are innately you know uh, the identity of those processes and then uh, i started approaching people and nobody wanted to stock my jewelry oh nobody all the big stores small stores nobody wanted to ha huh. but why what was the reason they gave you because you can see those marks kyunki wo perfect nahi thi i think they were just looking for something that the market needed at that point i don't right. think the market was ready right i want to know what would they tell you <laughs> they told me that it just won't fit in 
they they told oh. me that this is you know not something that they'll be uh, able to sell nobody will take this and you know it's uh, very some would come back saying that it's very artsy and some would say it, it's not very commercial and you know so the, it had various feedbacks but one thing was constant was that they didn't want my jewelry but you know aapki jo jewelry bhi hai na himani it is very different so and it's i'm sure equally tough to find carigars who can make that kind of stuff so your workmanship your carigars how do you get them together how do you you know get them on your same vision and wavelength right now we are four people i mean i have core team of four people they have right. been with me right from you know that day i spoke about when we started going mad in 2012 they have been with right. me constantly i think it was a process which also evolved with them i gave them a lot of free hand in terms of getting their you know marks in there i wanted the jewelry to also speak of their skills well the idea mm. was mine but i cannot take the whole credit for you know the jewelry being what it is right now i think right. the soul of that jewelry it comes from what they bring into the table also so i could be just giving them ideas i could be doing beautiful drawings probably i could be you know telling them what to do but the doers are them you know and Correct. when when they know that they have that power because they have been given that free hand i tell them this is what i want and then you give me the best you can so when they take that ownership of you know creating that piece making it special for every single person who comes to chikori chai i think it shows in the jewelry no it absolutely shows because and also one thing very beautiful about your jewelry is the fact that you use you know that ek naya paisa old coins that you source from i don't know where but they're just so unique and you know it's like really one of a kind so where did that thought process come in how did that happen ye milte kahan purane sikke i work with a couple of numismatics now you hmm. know these uh, history buffs or people who are in this field and uh, they help me source these coins so now you know they have something that is with them or that, that is you know out in the market they let me know imani yes ye wala hai and then we are all excited here at, at the end at the send like ha ha bhej do so you know that is how it now works earlier it just started with a collection of you know coins that my grandmother owned you know i mean bag full of coins i i think most of us have it you know with our nannies and daddies there always this little portly of which i think hers was a little bigger where uh, my my dad knowing my fascination for everything old he said here you know let's go look keep it ha huh? yeah, i mean i for memory sake i can keep a few and not like you know 2 kg of coins so i said kya kare unka so it was a beautiful story to tell you know the very fact that you know these coins go so long back in history the fact that they would have met so many people so many times for so many things maybe you know it was uh, so i mean just the thought that ki har coin ki ek story hogi story hogi right and that was something that always drives me even till date when i find a coin it's just like you know you are so thrilled because you know that coin you know where it's coming from i found a coin from prithviraj chauhan i found a coin from mohammed bin tughlaq i found a coin from shah jahan from akbar so i said oh my wow. god 
you know can you imagine the kind of history the times it has you know seen so yeah even talking about it right now just gives me goosebumps no no it's giving me goosebumps because it's just such unique treasure wo exactly kahin nahi milenge yeah and trust me it is more precious to me than you know a biggest rock that you can find for me you know no diamond no precious stone will hold its value the way these coins personally hold for me so uh, yeah I and mean, that is where i think you know i can't worry from coins and now eventually it's become my identity people you know even from their own collections they'll come to me saying you know i have this coin it belonged to so and so it belonged to my nani dadi or you know pardadi whoever and would you make something more precious for me i said yeah i mean i'd love to tell me your story <laughs> you know that's what i want to hear tell me your story because your pieces also tell a story because you know i think you invest a lot in understanding the thought behind a person approaching you it's important right very important because otherwise a post ko ek kahani ko how will you translate that emotion into a piece of jewelry yeah also because you know i don't want to make jewelry that is impersonal you know i want to make something that you will hold close to your heart even if it's not with you you know something that you will treat as an heirloom something that you will proudly talk about something that you will have invested as much as i will you know and that is really important for me and that is where also this whole idea of bespoke started right so now we are only made to order uh, label i mean i most of the times you know i don't have any inventory i don't retail out it's just working with every single person one on one right i think the moment i decided to take a certain direction for jewelry i knew that i wasn't playing for the audience I wanted right. people who understood what I was doing come to me rather than me doing something to please them. You know, for once I wanted to do something that only attracted my tribe. You know, and that helped. That helped over time. It took a long time. It wasn't, you know, easy, uh, but it was this everyday fight for the longest time, you know, first 5, 6, 7 years I think. It was very slow you know for me to even uh, make people understand what i was doing there were a lot of people who would come back saying but yeah i mean you know where is the plating where is that bling where is gold where is silver why is it so expensive and you know if you have these marks then why is it so expensive you know so people would buy it seeing it in the picture and then they will return it because you know it you know it has those marks and it shows those shoulders I said that's the whole identity of the brand, and they wouldn't understand it for the longest time. And then I would sit with all these pieces and wonder what I was doing. You know, uh, I, I'm just glad I didn't give up. So, how did that changeover happen? Because now uh, your own social media has grown very significantly. and like you said you were attracting your own tribe and i think there is a huge tribe that you've attracted so how did the change happen was it some innovation that you did or bas ho gaya ho gaya i think i would say just ho gaya only because somewhere the market started understanding these things you know people started understanding the uniqueness an artist or a designer brings to a table and then they started understanding that it doesn't have to be bling all the time to stand out in a crowd 
I think it was a parallel movement where people had started really appreciating antiques and appreciating handlooms. Uh, this whole wave of people going uh, back to, you know, our uh, our roots, our, our, ex- our textiles. And so many textile designers or so many apparel designers are doing such amazing job, you know, with these uh, heirloom textiles. And I think that whole wave kind of contributed to, you know, people understanding and appreciating my style. Tell me some of the most exciting pieces that you have done. Anything that has been challenging, but something that gave you great joy, any piece that you made for somebody that, you know, is very special? Yeah, a whole lot, a whole lot of them. I think the biggest and then the most initial one, the first, the first few, I think. So there was somebody uh, was named Srila. She came to me saying she had an old nut, you know, a South Indian nut. And there was uh, hmm. one Ladakhi pendant, both both antique, about 100 years old. And she said, I can't wear nut and I can't wear that pendant by itself. What can you do about it? I said, okay, I mean, that's a great opportunity. Let's see what we can do. So I took it and uh, I said, Sheila, I'm not sure what I'm going to do right now. This is going to take time. So you'll have to be really, you know, be patient with me. She said, okay. You know, she gave me free hand. I mean, she said, you know, your babies, as long as these pieces are safe with you, take your time. You know, and it took about four months wow. to, you know, give her a final piece back because there was a lot of to and fro. And uh, after that initial search, so the pendant was uh, northern, Ladakhi. The nut hmm. was uh, southern. So I came up with the story of a protagonist, hmm. you know, called Maya, who was traveling from south to north in search hmm. of all the art of India. You know, okay. and in that whole neck piece, she picked and chose the ones that she loved. You know, it's, it's a huge piece that integrates mm. the nut and the pendant, the Ladakhi pendant, along with shairi from, you know, Avad. So it's a Urdu shairi. It has motives from Taj Mahal. It has motives mm. of step girls of Rajasthan. It has uh, Ajrak prints. It has uh, Kalamkari, uh, you know, motives. So all of them came together and we made that piece. Wow. Wow. What is fascinating is how you creatively wove all parts of India into one neck piece, which in turn becomes priceless. I think the credit also goes to somebody, you know, who can have so much patience and that trust. And the trust, I agree with you, the trust to be able to say you have a free hand and do what you want. I mean, you know, I don't think, you know, as an artist, you don't need any. So, you know, during the pandemic, you also started a fundraiser for independent master artisans. So I can clearly see there's a bond between your carigars, overall what you feel for the community as at large. So tell me some of the relationships that you've had, the kind of work that you've done with them. Anything interesting that you want to share, any projects that you did that came together and how, like you mentioned, ki unko khula deti and you know, sometimes they bring their creativity into it. Most of the times that happens because, you know, otherwise if I kept imposing my style on them, then I'm killing what they have in them, you know, and they are as much of an artist as I am. And it's, it's a very equal kind of partnership, you know, and they, they know that. So, right. you know, they are as excited about taking up these challenges. Uh, 
these people i don't work with them all the time depending on the kind of you know techniques that i'm using i work with them as uh, as freelancers you know right so they know that one thing i always do with them is that i tell them to give me their cost i don't give them their cost you know it always comes from them and right. i will not haggle on it i will you know give them their price and uh, if the client agrees to pay we go ahead with the project if they don't then you know then it doesn't happen because i will not go down on the cost no matter what and that is one thing that i you know uh, right from day one i have uh, been very very particular so you know these people who had nothing to fall back on because these are the people who work as freelancers मैडम कुछ काम दे दो मैं कहा से काम दे दू काम तो मैं नहीं दे सकती बिकॉज मेरे पास कुछ काम ही नहीं है fundraiser was uh, initiated so what next do we expect from chikori chai i don't know <laughs> I, you know it's, it's been such an organic journey such unplanned journey i have never planned much frankly it's just a joyful ride frankly because it's just working out well it's uh, i'm content i'm in a place where i'm i don't want to grow bigger it's not a business well yeah business because you know i am you know running a couple of families here and i am responsible for them so yes business aspect comes to that level but you know i mean, i i don't want to have plans like opening stores if it happens it happens so you're doing it more for the pleasure khushi milni chahiye bana ke pehenne wale ko bhi khushi milni chahiye i think that is working the best for everybody my artisans are happy i am happy my customer is happy my clients are happy my vendors are happy everybody is happy बस और क्या चाहिए और क्या चाहिए you know, everybody is doing fine, and especially with pandemic coming in, you know, I think all your priorities have kind of, you know, been put well in place. Correct. And you that know exactly true. what you want in life, right? That is true. So, and that change I've also seen in a lot of my uh, recent works. you know where people are coming back to me saying i want a certain kind of piece that reflects me that tells my story that you know celebrates my uniqueness and you know and which is great they are finally moving away from uh, diamonds and gold to tell their story you know and it's no more that you know the buy your own rock and uh, you know, find your own man kind of a story that's shifted the sensibilities have shifted the priorities have shifted your needs have shifted your perceptions have shifted and that's such an amazing change i agree with you i completely agree with you i think now people want to own pieces that they have a value to not in terms of money but more in terms of an emotion yeah absolutely yeah. so before we go i want to ask you a question that if you would like to nominate who next should be a voice for local there's so many okay uh one is uh, this person called ashok siju back in bhuj he is an artisan uh, entrepreneur so he grows his own indigo wow his family is into weaving 
Okay. And so he has his own warts, indigo warts. So it is that whole cycle. The the cotton is right grown from in, growing. Yeah. To actually, it becoming into a fabric. Yeah. It's wow. Beautiful. I am such a fan of his work. I would love to feature him. I think that's you such should. a great thing. That's such you know, nice so part. I'm definitely going to feature him. Oh, you, thank you, you so much, Himani, for your time. Oh, uh, and may the tribe just grow because there's a lot of romance that's going to happen over a cup of chai for you. Your Chikori <laughs> Chai is a gorgeous, gorgeous brand. Thank you so much, Monisha. You really made my day with Thank you for choosing to be a part of this show, Himani, and wishing you all the very best. To all my listeners, write into me with your suggestions, names of brands that you would like to see get featured, and connect with me on my Instagram at Monisha Singh Until next time, check out Chikori Chai and order your own personal piece. Happy shopping!